Hey Reds fans, welcome back to another episode of Let's Talk Liverpool and Merseyside is red yet again as it has been for so many years now. Um, what a crazy game, like there's that cliche that people say, you know, when you have games of two halves and I think this was very much a game of two halves but for a very different reason than the cliche is used for. The first half was just crazy with goals flying in, lots of action, tackles crunching in, um, and frankly some poor defending on both sides, both on both on our side and Everton's side. But um, yeah, I think that kind of took its toll on the players. And in the second half, it was very, very much more subdued. Uh, there weren't so many chances. Um, and I'm surprised Everton didn't come out and attack us a bit more in the second half. You know, they've got they're, they're in the bottom three, their manager's under pressure, all of the players are under pressure, but they didn't seem to to want to claw back into the game. You know, it was 4-2 in the, in at the beginning of the second half, and had they scored 4-3, you may have got a little bit nervous um, or something like that, but I was surprised to see them not attack so much in the second half, but we closed out the second half well, um, and then Wijnaldum getting the goal at the end of the second half to kind of just wrap it all up. But um, yeah, it was... It was well. It was the first. It was one of the first games on Amazon Prime. Um, I think it was their biggest game that they were uh, promoting here in the UK. And it was interesting watching um, watching the Premier League on a new broadcaster. I've got to say, Amazon did a really, really good job um, in terms of the streaming experience and all that type of stuff. So kudos to them. Uh, not sure about their commentator choice. They had Ali McCoist um, <laughs> commentating on the Liverpool game. Um, yeah, not sure about him. But um, but yeah, regardless of all the other stuff. It's just crazy to think that our essentially B team beat Everton in a Merseyside derby. You know, five, six, even seven years ago, we wouldn't have dared not put out our strongest eleven for the Merseyside derby. And Klopp almost arrogantly, I think, put out uh, our, I wouldn't say our B team. You kind of, you know what, maybe kind of our A-1 team, let's call them. Um, because I think it's a bit disrespectful to call them the B team because they were so good. But... Um, yeah, our our A A one team um, just absolutely tore apart. Essentially, now relegation threatened Everton. I think they move into the bottom three as a result of this, uh, as a result of the this game, as well as some of the other games that happened in the Premier League as well tonight. Um, so yeah, like they would. Not really going to talk too much about Everton, but they are atrocious. They've got a lot of things to uh, to address in their team. I think their defense is is just is woeful. Um, and I think they're, they've spent they've obviously spent a lot of money, but they obviously haven't spent it in the right ways. Marco Silva just seems to be lost. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of rebuilding to do. But um, I guess the surprises in the game started before the game even started. I think when the lineups came out and I, and I saw the lineup, I think all Liverpool fans were, were a bit like, oh, OK, um, wasn't expecting that. We'd had no signs from Klopp that he was um, starting or thinking about... Uh, rotating the squad and I think actually because this was the first time in the season that Klopp's really rotated you know we're obviously unbeaten in the Premier League and this is the first time he'd really made a wholesale changes to the team um, I think this is why it probably came across as a little more of a shock but I think you know today's game is a great example to Klopp um, that he can trust in some of these players um, who haven't been starting um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if over the next month and even beyond as we get into February, March, you know, if we get into the further stage of the Champions League that, that these players do become 
um, you know, more integral to the Premier League games and actually, you know, even the Champions League games. But um, so in came Lalana into midfield, Milner also into midfield with Wijnaldum, only, the only one retaining his place in the midfield. Uh, and then up front were the ones where there were the biggest changes. So uh, Origi and Shakiri coming in for Salah and Firmino with, with Mane retaining the place. So... Um, yeah, it was it was it was strange to see, but I guess you know, obviously seeing the result and how how the first half panned out, um, his decisions were one hundred and ten percent justified. Um, you know, all the decisions he made. Um, watching some of the analysis post game, uh, Roberto Martinez on Amazon Prime made really really good video, uh, really good point. Sorry, kind of saying that before the game when we saw the lineups, all of the questions were around: Well, will, will Origi be good enough? Um, will Shakiri be good enough? You know, this is his first start in the Premier League since January. Lalana hasn't again played too much Premier League football. You know, how good will they be? And actually, when you look at the game and you look back, they were arguably our three best players in the game. Um, obviously, Klopp had them fired up, and you know, I'm sure they want a point to prove as well that they want to play a role. Um, you know, if we do have a chance of winning the title this year, they want to be, they want to play a role in, in us winning that title. And today definitely was a big part for that. And I think, so kudos to those players and their mentality. I think it could be very easy um, to, you know, not be involved in the team and kind of lose a bit of faith, let your head drop. But these guys really seized their opportunity today. And that was so, so good to see as a Liverpool fan because, um, you know, last game, for example, was it was a good example where um, we weren't able to necessarily rely on the goals from the front three. So it was really good today to freshen it up um, and, and see a different combination up front, which led to different problems uh, for Everton. I almost think coming into the game, Everton were preparing for our best 11. So they were preparing for Salah Firmino Mane up front. Um, and actually what they got was very different to that with Origi and Shakiri. Uh, providing kind of very different skills and qualities to the team that Salah and Firmino did. And I actually think that maybe confused uh, Everton more than if we had played our best team. I think they were probably more prepared for that. Um, but, you know, that just kind of maybe Klopp knew that and, and Klopp is kind of playing into that. So if he, if that was a conscious decision from him, um, then, you know, fair play. But uh, the game, as I was, uh, mentioned earlier, the first half was just kind of chaotic, really. Like the, the, the game started off kind of um, at a relatively fast pace, I would say, for a Premier League game. Uh, we've normally kind of tried to ease ourselves into the games the last couple of games, but um, the first goal was scored by Divock Origi. The ball was played out to, to Sadio Mane, who broke into to Everton's half and played an absolutely exquisite through ball. I think Mane really took up that mantle of being the the kind of main player in the team um, with a fantastic through ball to Divock Origi, who was able to round Jordan Pickford um, and then slot it into the op open net. Um, so that was a fantastic start. And the second goal actually came very soon afterwards. Again, another fantastic little through ball um, to Shakiri making the diagonal run and he was able to just slot the ball past Jordan Pickford. And after like, I think it was 20 minutes, we were 2-0 up and I was like, wow, this is... This is better than I expected. I, I expected us to beat Everton, but I didn't expect it to be like this. And and I was kind of going, well, let's see when... I don't think it'll be too long before we get goals three, four, five, you know, and even even more. But um, but we were pegged back. Michael Keane getting getting a goal for Everton um, from a corner. And I think this is something I touched on at the, towards the end of the episode in my shout out to Klopp. But um, our defending wasn't the best either. You know, Everton's was shocking, but ours really wasn't so good any either. Um, but we did recover from that setback, um, although it was 2-1. Everton ne never really looked like they were going to make it 2-2. Um, and uh, we made it We made it 3-1 with a fantastic ball from Dejan Lovren from the back. Lovren, Van Dijk uh, and Trent Alexander-Arnold played some fantastic cross-field long balls throughout the game. 
And um, Dejan Lovren played the ball up long towards uh, Divo Carigi. And Divo Carigi took a fantastic touch with the outside of his right boot before just lifting it over Jordan Pickford. And, and for me, that was my favourite goal by a mile. I think the touch, like the ball was fantastic. And then the touch from Origi was so, so difficult to do. Um, uh, and then obviously composing himself before lobbing it over Jordan Pickford. So, you know, that was my favourite goal. And I, I was like, I was jumping around at this time. I was like, this is amazing. We haven't played this well, actually, in a, in a quite a few weeks. Um, as these these uh, ep- episodes have been going on, I've kind of been saying that we've we've kind of ground out the results. But we haven't actually been playing so well. And seeing us 3-1 up within 30 minutes, I was like, wow, we, we really are doing something, you know, great today. Um, and, and then just before halftime, Mane... Um, slotting the ball away after Trent Alexander-Arnold um, got away on the break uh, from a corner. And so, yeah, 4-1, everything was rosy, but we were again pegged back just before halftime. Uh, Richarlison kind of dinking a header into the far corner, uh, making it 4-2 at the break. Um, and yeah, kind of, as I said earlier, that I think the first half took its toll on the players. I think the less said about the second half, the better. It wasn't the best in terms of quality, uh, Sadio Mane missed a few guilt-edge chances, uh, but we did wrap the whole game up, making it 5-2 uh, towards the end of the game with Firmino, with, who'd come on with a good bit of skill, laying it off to, to Wijnaldum, who got the ball into the far corner. So, yeah, it was kind of all in all just, like, just perfect in so many ways. Like, everything went well. It was a derby win, a huge win against Everton. Um, obviously, it gives gives all Liverpool fans a huge bragging rights uh, over any Everton fans, obviously we were able to rotate the squad, um, give some give some game time to some of the players who haven't had so much game time this season, give them the confidence, um, but then also on the same time be able to, you know, rest players like Firmino, Salah, um, so that when we go again uh, against Bournemouth on the weekend, these guys will be ready to go. Um, whereas obviously Bournemouth played yesterday a full strength team, they lost to Crystal Palace. Um, they we will just have that benefit of of having some fresh legs, particularly in those forward areas. So um, it will be interesting to see if that plays any bearing in that game. But again, you know, going down to the South Coast, we've actually done pretty well down in the South Coast. We've had some good games with Bournemouth down there. Um, but I think the fresher squad from our perspective will um, will play a role in that. Um, so I think that would, that I think, yeah, that, that, I think that's the best thing that kind of came out of, of today's game, that we were able to win so convincingly yet be able to keep in reserve some of our best players. And I think this has been one of, I guess, one of the criticisms of Liverpool, uh, from particularly from Man City fans and some pundits kind of going, well, you know, without Liverpool's first 11, you know, they're not going to be able to do anything. You know, if Man City lost Kevin De Bruyne and still were able to win the league, if if Liverpool were to lose Mo Salah, you know, they'd be nowhere, for example. But I think just today was a great example of how that that may not be the case, and we actually do have some some very good players uh, in our squad who can come in and play a role uh, when needed. So I think obviously it was one game. You know, I'm not getting carried away here. Like, you know, these players still are our A dash one team. Um, I, I still expect Salah, Firmino, Mane to play the vast majority of of the games, um, as I think Klopp will. I don't think he will um, change it up too much in that perspective. Uh, but on the other hand, it was just great to see some faces that we haven't seen for a while and them actually doing really well. It's great to see, you know, Divock Origi, Divock Origi score so so many goals 
Um, he's become kind of a legend and he's got cult status in Liverpool now just I think mainly from last season I think he scored some huge goals obviously the Barcelona goals um, he scored a huge goal away at Newcastle as well to win us that game when we were trying to chase down Man City and uh, yeah just all round he's, he's kind of got this cult status now um, and everything seems to be just going really really well for Divock Origi so I'm really happy for him um, but as we always do when we, when we end up these episodes uh, the shout out to Klopp for this episode um, is about the defence now, last season, we were almost renowned for our defence, which led to Virgil van Dijk getting second in the Ballon d'Or, which which is ridiculous. Like, centre-backs have got nowhere near the Ballon d'Or for so many years now. There's not been a top, top quality centre-back for so long, uh, but it was Virgil van Dijk up there. But I think our defence has become a bit of an issue. Um, although we do look like we can score three, four goals easily per game, um, I think there will obviously be games where we're not able to do that and we may get caught out um, against a team that maybe gets a bit of luck or just a better team that can that can shut us out. Um, so I think I think maybe we just need to sometimes be more compact, um, not necessarily open ourselves up as much as we do, which is great from an attacking perspective, but from a defensive perspective, it just makes us a little more vulnerable. Um, although Lovren and Van Dijk have been playing really, really well, um, it's just... I think sometimes we just need to shut up shop a little better than we are doing now, particularly when we take the lead um, to just close out games. But um, yeah, that was that's kind of the only real negative that came out of this game for us. Obviously, it's a derby win, so that's fantastic. But um, we move on, we march on. Next game against Bournemouth down in the south coast on Saturday afternoon, which again should be a cracker. Um, as I said earlier, we've had some good games against Bournemouth and they're a good team that like to play as well, so that's always fun. But um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was a great derby win for us. Thank you guys for listening and I'll catch you on another episode.